Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Fart. Uh, I don't know what episode we're on, because I took a little bit of a break, uh, and we're back, and we're back to doing this, and it's a bit weird, but we're going to get through it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right into what we're going to talk about today. I actually am featuring um, one of my friends. Uh, articles in this I just wanted to point that out Um, and I will have the link to that article if you want more information on it Um, and basically I'm going to be doing a pre-post breakdown of the second presidential debate now the time of this recording is November 2nd now so the election like the U.S. elections tomorrow, and as, okay, to start off, to start off, as a Canadian, the economies, the societies, the world of Canadians is very closely tied to America and its policies. Um, Donut Media does an excellent video where they look at the car um, the car industry in Canada, and uh, I think that um, there's a lot of opportunity there to kind of do some more deep dives into how tied we are to the American economy. Uh, yeah, no, and and I have more ideas on on that one later. But point is, kind of jumping back to it, is that I we genuinely are very connected with America, and the results of this election will determine not only the next four years for America, but the rest of the world, because America holds that kind of power. Um, And that's why I think it's worthy for non-Americans to be discussing slash providing opinions on uh, American politics. Also, very interesting. I love talking about American politics. I love hearing people, what people have to say. um, And... I I I like the debate in some aspect around policy and thinking. It's it's it, it just I I enjoy that part. Now, uh, my friend Ben wrote this article prior to the second debate, um, so I'm going to be using his article primarily as the pre-debate. Uh, opinion piece uh, what what kind of the thoughts were going into the f- to the second debate uh, or the final debate I should say because um, the second one got cancelled so this this debate um, just just to recap the first debate was a shit show an absolute disgrace it was humiliating to see like I felt guilty for laughing I felt disgusted there is numerous videos you can go online and find these that are by the way unwatchable but minutes on minutes of interruptions unrecognized there is a large portion a significant portion of that first debate that is incomprehensible people talking over people and honestly it was donald trump and I I don't want to, you know, I understand moderation is hard, but I don't think the moderator did a good job in my opinion. 
I think that he kind of lost control of that a couple times, and the moderation in the second debate, I think, comes a, you know becomes a lot better. But kind of starting off, uh, painting that picture of pre the pre the uh, the final debate, the thoughts kind of coming in uh, for me were this is not useful. Um, I had two reasons for thinking that one, because I felt that neither candidate is going to appeal to another candidate. Um, I've, I, I have this feeling that it, it just, it won't like, I don't feel like one candidate's base is going to be, or, or undecided vote. I, I shouldn't say undecided voters. I, I, voters who are set their mind on something did not watch that second debate. And I didn't think that going into it. I didn't think anyone was going to change their mind. I think it was important because it was going to paint more of a picture of what either presidency would look like. And I think that's what kind of people were hoping to get out of it. And um, we were we were kind of treated with the information that they would be giving uh, the production crew the ability to turn off the mic. And basically they structured it so that you had like two minutes to speak uh, uninterrupted. Then your mic was shut off while the other person got to speak for two minutes uninterrupted. And then you got like a couple minutes to hash out the details. Um, and so my friend Ben, uh, wrote this op-ed, uh, with the headline, um, Biden should cancel the final debate for himself and fellow Americans. Now I'm going to pause for a second so you can go read it. Okay. I'm assuming you've read the article now at this point, uh, and if you want to know where, I probably should have mentioned where to go see it. Anyway, point is, I think that the main arguments kind of Ben is making in this is that based off of what we saw in the first debate, we cannot legitimize or Americans should not legitimize a president who is blatantly rude, disrespectful, unpresidential, you know? And ironically, I think, uh, like, thinking about it now, I think that's why a lot of people like him. I think that people like him because he isn't the typical president. He isn't the uh, Obama. He isn't the Bush. You know, he isn't the... They, they, those, those presidents felt so presidential that they were people but they were presidents donald trump feels like a reality tv show host right like he he genuinely feels so cartoony and unpolitical well polit he is political but i mean unpolitical in the in the like that guy's a politician kind of sense right um and I think he doesn't speak like a politician. He doesn't play by the rules. He doesn't hide, you know, he doesn't, he isn't strategic like a president. It doesn't feel very thought out, planned, executed. 
which is what usually presidents kind of typically come across as the um obama particularly and the way he is very like deliberate about certain things and certain things he says i think that is like that it's like because that's the the president i kind of remember the most as an american president um that's the president that's like you know that's the he set the tone that's presidential just the way he talked right and um everybody would try and you know do the obama voice and they would try to make those pauses work and they would sound sort of like this and anyway the point i don't know what i'm saying this point is is that i think that ben is trying to argue that there was no need for joe biden a presidential president a presidential like president to legitimize and provide a platform on which Donald Trump can be belligerent and rude and not let him speak and spout lie after lie with no form of fact-checking. It is incredible, and this is the thing that makes Donald Trump kind of dangerous in these debates, is he can say something and he can just continually keep saying things and it is impossible for the other candidate to fact check and live fact check and provide information. And I think that Americans look to the debates as sort of uh, the point where you get to hear the individual kind of directly under fire, defend their thoughts, their opinions, their feelings. And I don't think that um, I don't think that Ben wanted or Ben thought I think that Ben was trying to say that Joe Biden kind of legitimized Trump by having a second debate and I think it's a really important opinion because it is true because we I think I think as a society we have to determine what um what things we will even entertain at what point does something become so ridiculous you say it is not worth the effort or time to go down that road to attempt to keep things normal because if this was a normal presidential rate between two politicians it would be vastly different i've never seen a debate like that it was literally an argument Anyway, um, I think, yeah, so I think that, that Ben does a great job kind of talking about um, specific examples of why, you know, democratically, uh, this makes more sense. And that the actual benefit that could be derived from engaging in this debate is marginal is not it's not enough to like justify going into it uh 
being, you know, it, they're both very old people, but Trump is definitely a quicker responder. He's quick to say things. He's quick to speak his mind. Joe Biden takes a second. I don't know whether that's him being old or I don't know if that's him, you know, taking his time to formulate thoughts and opinions like a rational, proper human being. And and it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And and this op-ed does really I, I think it does a really good job of capturing what people thought the se- the the second slash final debate was going to be like. We thought it was going to be a copy pasta of the first uh, debate uh, with some more yelling and perhaps people yelling so loud that you can hear them from the other mic because their mic has been turned off so that the other person can talk, but you can still hear them because, yeah, the yelling. And for the people with that opinion, I think we were pleasantly surprised. Um, purely off of what I saw, which is mainly highlights because I couldn't sit through the whole thing. Um, I think the second debate went a lot better. I think that both candidates were a lot stronger. I think that they came into it, um, you know, I feel like they came into it with this expectation that uh, this is the first time that they have needed to mute people during a presidential debate. The fact that they are unable to wait their turn uh, and rebuttal. And then I also like some of the other measures that were taken to kind of combat that, um, you know, the t- rapid succession of false narratives that can be spewed in a debate with little to no fact checking. There was live fact checking for a lot of different uh, broadcasters. They were, they had a team of people researching what that what was being talked about and any examples that were brought up and correcting anything both candidates said. Which, so, so you know. So are you surprised? Donald Trump had a lot more corrections. Uh, just on the stream I was watching, which I think was the MS and MNS, NBC, I don't know. We're one of the, I don't know the American news networks, but one of those news networks, YouTube's channel, YouTube channel, they, they had um, live fact checking, <clears throat> which I think is really, really cool. Um, and I, and I believe that that needs to happen more, especially with Donald Trump, where his strategy is to pander and go far down that hole. Now, I think that Joe Biden was strong, for sure. I think that Donald Trump was definitely a lot better. I think the moderator for the second, fi- like the final debate, was very, very fair but very, very well done. Like she, her, her performance and, and, and that was perfect. The pacing, the giving people the opportunity to speak, but being strict and cutting people off and moving on and, you know, still remaining respectful. It's super hard, 
especially when people are very, they're not friendly towards each other. There's a lot of animosity. Uh, and I think that she does a great job at moderating the debate. And so it ended up being quite a, quite a good thing to kind of get a good picture. Uh, we saw that Joe Biden wasn't as liberal and I think that he appealed a lot more to a more conservative base than originally. And I think that Donald Trump may be not the strongest performance. His charisma didn't shine through as much. So I think in some way, maybe he might have appealed to more liberal candidates. And I think that might be a good thing where they both kind of reached a different audience in some in some respect uh because they weren't uh you know I feel like Joe was Joe Biden was trying to get out of the way to you know to you know jump ahead and I think he did in certain aspects but I also think that Donald Trump not interrupting and not being belligerent and I don't think he had to be muted that often and I, I don't think I, I I will tell you right now, I didn't notice anyone getting muted. So that's a that's a positive to me. Um, and yeah, so so the the question of legitimizing and platforming uh, these people kind of comes up again. And the context of how we platform people. We had an issue with platforming someone who is racist and uh you know problematic at the least right that that is who the president is involved in multiple scandals impeached but not really because i don't know how that works how how do you get impeached when i'm impeached? separate episode point is is that he has made a lot of mistakes but people really like him and I think that I think that people were concerned that a, a second debate would, you know, give him a platform, would legitimize him as a as a true contender. Not not saying that he wasn't considered that he is definitely considered a tr a true contender. This election is not going to be decided um, by landslides. This is a very close election, as far as I can tell. That being said, um, we use technology, and we used um, we used a better system. Uh, the live fact che fact checking it combats it combats the incorrect legitimization of the president's uh, words. It shows and sources things uh, that help you get the full true picture of what actually happened. So overall, I think the second presidential debate was really well done. Um, however, I think that both candidates had drawbacks to the point where I don't think anyone particularly shifted their mind and said, I am now a Donald Trump supporter being a Joe Biden supporter, or I am now a Joe Biden supporter being a Trump supporter. However, I think it did paint a good picture of what 
America could look like potentially uh, if either president were elected. Um, and I hope that we continue to get uh, live fact checking and more, you know, technological ways of uh, breaking through different issues that we we could potentially face, um, especially when it comes to debate and the massive amount of polarization in uh, in America right now. I think that having uh, tools that are ready and available to use when having these tough conversations where people's opinions are so varied and violence is very, you know, is not a far thought. I think it can be really effective. Anyway, so that's um, today's episode. I know I, I kind of rambled there for a bit, uh, but we're back. I'm going to try to do the daily ones. I'm losing my voice a little bit because I haven't done these in a, in a second. I'm definitely going to drink some more water next time. Uh, this is uh, episode, I don't know, of... Uh, the Daily Fart, and uh, well, bye?